Welcome back, people. You are listening to See Through Panel, a comic book discussion and review podcast. My name is Cole Harvey. I'm here with Fahad Rahman. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about Mr. Invincible Local Hero by Pascal Jousseline. Jousseline, yeah. I, I hope. I just uh, listened to a pronunci- pronunciation. I think it's Jousseline. Or Jousseline. Yeah, something like that. Anyway. I'm not um, going to be able to do yeah, that. <laughs> okay. So uh, Pascal Jocelyn was born in France in 1973. Um, following uh, studying graphics art studies, he split his time between comic books and illustration works. His first comics were published in 2000 by Triers Autrange, uh, uh, at the time, uh, which was a small p- uh, Parisian publishing house. He even followed that up with collaborations with Bruno, Steve Baker, and Lionel Schwinn, uh, and uh, became a contributing uh, uh, contributor to um, Fluid Glacial. Um, he, in 2013, he made a splash by creating the series uh, Mr. Invincible. Um, and uh, I think you'll, you'll, you'll describe um, what Mr. Invincible is all about, uh, Carl. Yes. So I'm just going to read off the back of the book because that is, it's the best description I can find. It says, meet Mr. Invincible, the one and only true comic book superhero. He has the amazing power to bend space and time by breaking the rules of comic books. Panel and page borders can't contain his might. His incredible creative intellect always shows him the most amazing solutions to seemingly insurmountable dangers. He truly is invincible. So this book is, first off, all ages appropriate, which I think is great because I don't, We don't cover a lot of all ages books. It is about our main character, Mr. Invincible, whose um, attire is kind of a yellow shirt with a a comic book panel grid on it. It's Um, kind of very similar to our logo, I have to say. uh, Yeah, it really is. It's just yellow and white. It's about it. Um, And he essentially has the power to cross panel borders, to jump from one row of panels to the other row to do all kinds of crazy stuff. And some other characters in this as well have the power to manifest physical word balloons, to jump from one page to the other side of the page, stuff like that. So it's a very meta uh, book, but it's, it's kind of, it gets you thinking and it's once again, it's all ages appropriate, which I think is really cool because it also experiments with the form. And so kids at a young age will realize like this, stuff isn't normal and kind of show them how this all works in the eternals of it which i think is cool how did yeah. you feel about this i i wasn't didn't really know what to expect from it i thought oh you know cole suggested this like kids comic what's what's all that about and then after reading the first strip you kind of like get oh i see why he's um i see why he suggested it how did you how did you come across it I really don't. I wish I remember. I think <clears throat> it was after the Toppy recording, and okay. I was grabbing some more uh, Toppy stuff from Magnetic Press, and I was just on their website, and I saw this, and I think I just picked it up from there, just kind of curiosity. Okay, I mean it's uh, it's a very comic book. When we did uh, when we reviewed In by by Will McPhail, um, I think we both agreed that was a story that would only really work as a comic book this you know you know this really only would ever ever be able to work as a comic book it wouldn't work in any other format you can do a lot of uh you know graphic novels you can see well maybe as a novel maybe as an audio book maybe as a film but this very much it 
plays around so much of the rules of, of uh, comic book storytelling. It could only ever, ever work as a as a comic book. So it's, it's very interesting to see uh, an all-age comics that's as cerebral as this. I mean, it's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of silly jokes in it. There's a lot of like slapstick humor, but it's, it is, it's a very cerebral uh, comic book. Yeah, it takes a lot. <clears throat> you can spend, I mean, you can read the words and then you'll spend three times as long figuring out what actually is happening. So the words aren't, I mean, they're funny and there is a story going through it, but really the spectacle for me is the, the way Pascal kind of moves around the, the grid and finds different ways to keep this interesting because jumping from one panel to the other isn't terribly complicated after you've seen it four or five times, but he just keeps doing different things. And for me, that's really what kept me going through this. It was very funny and I found it super cute. And there was a lot of um, a lot of fun stuff, I think, that if a kid was reading this, that would be really, really fun for them. But um, I think it's just like a really nice package and it um, is kind of one of its kind. And like you said, you can't reproduce something like this in any other medium. Uh, it's very, very unique and I assume was very difficult to make. I mean, just yeah, I, mean, pay I for this. can't even begin to to comprehend how he came up with the concept for it to start off with it's like you know the word like you know, original and inventive are kind of thrown out thrown around a lot this truly is really like the idea of having a superhero in a, in a old age comics st- uh, uh, story isn't particularly original but the way he's gone about uh telling it is utterly original and I think we have. I think I have to use the word genius, uh, because yes, you know some of the you know to have, you know this would be like a nice thing to do for maybe one strip, but he's got two anthologies of this now, and to keep you know coming up with new ways to play around with the 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 panel layout format, uh, it takes you know takes some takes some doing. Yeah, it really does. I think. This must have been just a creative challenge for him or something in the beginning to kind of test him, but he must have really enjoyed it because, uh, yeah, he just keeps testing the, the boundaries of things and introducing new ways to play with the form. He's got, there. I've got the physical book here, and there is a page with, uh, I would say, one quarter of the top corner of the page is just cut away, and that's for the story, like a, a portal has been created, and they actually reproduced it like on the page, so it's shaped differently, and I mean, the story itself is great. The The quality of the book that Magnetis, Magnetic Press has made is amazing. And I think that this, uh, I'm not sure, it says on the back here that it won a, an award um, for a comic award for a children's book fair. But I think in terms of the comic world, if this didn't get recognized, I haven't looked. I'm not saying it didn't get recognized, but if it didn't, I think it's a big miss because I think things like this are what really push the medium forward especially stuff like this targeted at a young age is really, really good for, you know, getting new readers. They can experiment with what's going on. They can understand how comics are supposed to work. I mean, that's my main pull for this is I just love the, the audience that it targets. Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that you've got the the physical copy. I've got the digital copy that I've, I'm reading it on Comixology at the moment. And there were some gags that, didn't land because I was kind of reading it in portrait mode and I had to kind of switch to kind of landscape to because there are some gags where he's literally falling in between the pages, 
like he's in like the mm-hmm. the gut, you know, the absolute gut, uh, you know, the gutter section of the, you know, in between the two pages. I was like, what, what, what's he doing here? So it's um, it, I think this is one I would highly recommend getting the physical copy because I do think I did initially miss out on some of the gags because I was reading the the digital version. Yeah. Uh, how was the jester for digital? The guy that can move through page from one side of the page to the other. It wasn't. It wasn't too bad. There was. Uh, I think there was. There was one gag where you know, as I mentioned, they were moving. Kind of. I can't remember if it was the jester. I think it might have been one of the jester ones where he's kind of falling in between the different panels and he's literally in the crease of the page. I, I imagine that's kind of where it would be is kind of like climbing down through one um, uh, panel on the left-hand side to a panel on the right-hand side of the page. So, yeah, it was it was, it was was okay. But I do think kind of like, you know, it's something we've, where we've, we've talked about before, kind of, you know, the difference between physical and digital comics. And I think this is, for me, probably one that you pro- it's probably best to kind of read a, a physical copy of it. Yeah, I think that is probably true, especially just because, yeah, the things it does with the gutters and going from one, the front of the page to the back of a page being an actual element, which you never see in comics, makes it a bit weird in digital. I haven't tried it in digital. It definitely probably still was good, but I would agree. It was definitely, I mean, it was definitely still enjoyable once I figured out what I needed to do. It's, I think it's quite interesting for, as an all age comics, I do think it'll probably require the readers to do quite a bit of work because usually with all age comics is quite kind of it's kind of uh simpler to fall, f- follow the action but i think part of the joy in, in this is kind of like uh using your brain to figure out how he's got to the des- destination that he's got to and kind of like working backwards a little bit sometimes yeah definitely there especially with the jester when i was trying to figure out what his deal was like a lot of things in this you have to just kind of figure out for your own how how things are going down because it's all visual action they're not explaining the rules of comics in the lettering so yeah i i've really had fun watching him just kind of leap from panel to panel figuring out these different tricks and my favorites were the single i don't know about you but this is kind of broken up into strips with some longer form recurring characters i prefer the the one-off strips just like the the one page gag strips but I, I did enjoy like the long running jester arc and stuff like that. Yes, I think uh, I, I think I kind of agree with you there. Uh, I just, um, who are kind of like your favorite characters? I was, I was quite fond of uh, what's the name of the gentleman that um, has got powers over speech bubbles. Does he is he is he been, is he given a name? In this at all and kind of him in like two D boy, uh, who's this kind of like. He very he cut two D boy very much reminds me of the um the teenage cashier in the the Simpsons. He's got like yeah. a, a broken voice. He kind of very much gives me, gives off that vibe to me. He's like, oh, you're Mr. Invisible. I'm, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing going on there. So I was I was, I was quite fond fond of him. I really liked two D boy, and then I just looked uh, it up. It's Jack, the guy whose speech bubbles can oh yeah move stuff. Yeah, they're my two favorite. Besides Mr. Invincible, they're they're the best. I mean, 2D Boy was hilarious. I love his weird, like, font size problem in his lettering that he has because his voice is cracky. Yeah. And his power is really cool. It's a lot easier to figure out, obviously, than Mr. Invincible, but his power is cool. He can, like, 
take stuff up from 2d space and bring it into 3d space so if there's a tree in the distance he can pick up the tree and he'll have a tiny tree in his hand it's it's very interesting yeah i think yeah yeah it's 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 fascinating how he he really does play around with uh the former i i kind of also when i saw the, the design from mr mr invincible kind of us I, I, I wasn't too sure what the creator was was going for with it in terms of he's got a very kind of schlobby kind of like you know midriff spread kind of like going on he's not kind of like this ripped superhero power but he's you know he's he's i think he's he's got this kind of like laid back uh personality hasn't he because he's always got that well can just kind of it's almost like uh being able to see into the future and then kind of bring things back into the past it's almost like um a time travel power that he's got it's, it's quite interesting yeah it's it's in in comics i guess it's like space and time so he's kind of yes he can do all kinds of crazy stuff and i do like his laid-back nature because he's there are scenes where he's doing something crazy with a supervillain, and he's talking about how he has to get back because he promised he'd like help his neighbor with their garden yeah or like help his aunt or his grandmother or something like that and even though he's got these massive amounts of that superpowers uh he's he is a very cerebral you know like i think the creator himself he's probably a very mr invincible is a very cerebral character he's you know he's trying to use his brains uh to kind of like figure out how to beat the jester or um i don't know which which collection you've got but i bought, I bought both collections and i think in the second collection local hero he um uh kind of fights against this uh character that's able to c- uh, control colors and he's just trying to figure it, you know, he's trying to use his brain to kind of figure out what's the best way to get around, uh, get around that, uh, that person's superpower. Yes, that was a really cool, um, that's kind of one of the final strips. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed that. That's one of the longest ones too. Um, having to do with like, they're talking to the military and the president. And yeah. Kind gets... of, well, Barack Obama basically. And Barack yeah. Obama gets told off by his, his nan for trying to his, militarize people's uh, superpowers, which is uh, quite a clever political statement, really. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, honestly, and it, it's mostly just like the ridiculous nature of the military and things like that, which I really enjoyed. And then the last gag in that is that all the the president and the military are, are all colored pink with like flowers and hearts yeah. all over them. Which is a funny gag. I'm just I'm just flicking through the 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 book now, and uh, I think another one of my favorite characters is uh, the jester's um, goon, Grunfield. Yeah. He's just this you know this you know goon looking character, but he's he's wearing he's he's kind of a wearing kind of a, a pink pink apron. He's just like oh, he very much reminds me of kind of those old uh, Batman villain goons. It's just gee, boss, what's you know, what's the plan next, and all of it, all, all that sort of thing. So that's quite. That's quite exactly funny. how I read his character. That was in that kind of yeah, the the, the hired goon. Yeah, he's uh, ridiculously loyal to uh, to uh, yeah, to his uh, to his master for whatever reason. Um, I tried to look up other stuff by this guy, and I haven't found a ton. I found one other comic that I don't think is published in English. Yeah, and I just couldn't. I couldn't find like. I wanted to see how he got here, you know, because he was interested in this meta type of stuff. Yeah, so but. I got the impression just from reading his Europe, um, Europe comics profile, that he does a lot of strips in newspapers. 
So I think that this is sense. like this is like a collection of uh, strips that he's uh, been, that's been pr- printed in. I think either a newspaper or magazine. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think yeah. What, what does it say here? It says he. Okay, so he, I think he, uh, Mr. Invincible uh, appears in the pages of a magazine called Spiru. So I think that's probably where he's done. But I think it does sound like from, from his profile that he has, you know, I think we've we've I think we were looking at doing a comic by um, Bruno. I think, uh, and I've heard of Steve Baker as well. So I think you know he's definitely. This is definitely very high level stuff. I mean, the the art. Oh yeah. Is very kind of, I don't want to say Calvin and Hobbes esque, but it's kind of of that nature. It's kind of very kind of classical newspaper strip style, but it's uh, kind of very well observed and kind of the, you know, obviously to, to be able to kind of. I'm just looking at the strip where he's he's throwing um, he's throwing the uh, backpack back to <laughs> back to the lady that's uh, that's that's uh, dropped it. So clever. Oh, yeah. It's so clever. Um, yeah. 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 So I love the painting. Like it's very early on when he, uh, like the the mayor or something, asks him to to bring a painting back, and then he immediately oh, yeah. hands it to himself. Yeah, I think that's kind of the first strip in the first, in the first uh, on the first page. That's the yeah. It's so it, it that kind of sets the tone for what the rest of the, what the rest of the books are about, really. And I would agree with you on the Calvin and Hobbes thing, especially if you look at how he draws kids um, when he. Yes. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. They're very Calvin and Hobbes, and I love the style. His not the rest of his of his figures and cartooning isn't exactly Calvin and Hobbes, but it's a very similar style, and it works. It's very clear. Um, obviously, he's a great storyteller from panel to panel because he's got a ridiculous way of getting around that, yeah. um, which is awesome. But I, I think that the artwork does need to be as clean and as simple as this artwork is, because if it was like overly detailed and you had to deal with some of the the, the you know the story training storytelling tricks that he employs to get his gag across, it might be like a bit too much. Yeah, you don't want to draw the eye in with like super heavily detailed and penciled and like shaded art when you really are supposed to be drawing the eye with these crazy wall bending powers. Yeah. I mean, what was the, um, was the book that you was looking at when you, um, when you, when you, uh, got hold of this, um, Toppy. Toppy. Yeah. You wouldn't want Sergio Toppy doing this. No. (laughs) It'd be way way too much. It'd be like 45 minutes per page to read that. It would be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, yeah. So uh, I think, you know, he just makes so many good decisions. I think this is, I think this is one of those comic strips that, you know, the academics and if you're going to, if you want to learn how to write comics and draw comics, and if, you, if you're studying them either as an academic or as a critic, this is for me like a must read because it, it as someone who does, you know, write comics myself, it has it has got my brain thinking about oh, what are the actual possibilities of the format. Yeah, that's kind of why I like it in my collection. Is I have several books that, um, regardless of how much I like them or enjoy them, I love what they do with comics, and it's kind of just like an experiment you can show someone and be like, 
you think you know what comics are, but you haven't seen this. It's a completely new thing, and you can show them. And I think that that this comic is exactly up there with those, yes. those things. And I, I do think I'm just I'm just thinking about whether I'd show this to an older comic book reader, or do I just suggest it to like younger readers? So I mean, what I mean by an older reader is an older reader who doesn't read graphic novels or comic books, and yeah. because you know. I, I have spoken to people in the past where they do. Some people aren't. Uh, they're not. They don't. They're not used to reading comics, and sometimes they do struggle with layouts and things of that nature. But I think if you're a younger reader, just kind of some of the silly gags and the you know, the funny nature of the story will help you get over that bump. If you're maybe an older reader, I'm not. I'm not too sure. But I think it's definitely it's definitely a book that I think. All our, all our readers, all our uh, listeners should, should uh, check out, um, and I'm, I'm definitely going to be showing this to my um, to my nephews just to see what they what they think of it as well. Have you shown it to kind of like any of your kind of like younger family members or? Uh, um, no, I haven't had a chance because of the whole quarantine. Uh, yeah. But I'm really excited. My my niece and nephew, I might try and show it to them and see what they think because I'm curious because they're not like comic readers, but they probably know like left to right on the grid type stuff. Um, I'm curious their reaction to this. Yeah, it'd be uh, yeah, I'd be curious to, to to find out what they think as well. So yeah, for me, this is like a really it was a really fun experience. I was expecting like a nice light read where I'd be able to kind of t- turn my turn my brain off, but kind of <laughs> it, it it does make you work a little bit for the gags, but the gags are kind of well worth it. Um, kind of Mister Mister Invincible himself is a very um, He's kind of a lovable uh, character, and you know he's you know there's a lot of uh, fun side characters in 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 the book as well. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think um, I would recommend this to anyone that uh, likes a little comedy, or if you're kind of I have a lot of friends that are into um, cartoons and things of that nature. They they like the kind of the adult humor mixed in with the kids humor, like a SpongeBob type of deal. And I think yeah. it just has a, a tiny bit of that. There's not a ton of it, like things you're going to miss if you're a kid, but um. yeah, I, I, I think that the SpongeBob kind of like surreal weird element, I think is very applicable to Mr. Invincible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just due to the way, you know, just due to the way he tells the, tells the story. So yeah, that for me, I think, I think I've basically said everything I wanted to say about, it. I think it's a really enjoyable uh, book. It's, beautifully illustrated and it does some really innovative and fascinating things with the format and i, I also love the fact that it's aimed at uh, an all-aged audience you know it's, it's something i'm definitely gonna be looking forward to, to sharing one my, my nephews and um, nieces yeah I, I agree with all those things those are pretty much everything that i loved about it when i first read it so i'm glad that uh you liked it hopefully some of the listeners will enjoy it as well so cool yeah i, I loved it so i think um so the next uh, comic book, or I should say, web comic that we're going to be doing is Keith and Jeremy's Mystical Mysteries by someone called Snowy Locks, and uh, yeah, so that's going to be um, it's just because it's a webtoon. I've, I don't think we'll do everything up to date, but we'll we'll let you, We'll decide how many of the of the episodes that we're we're going to do. So, um, Snowy's a, a listener of ours, and you know he's one of our supporters. So, uh, I think it's just uh, it's only fair that we 
give him a shout out and kind of promote his uh, webcomic on our podcast as well. If there are any listeners who do have uh, webcomics or comic books or graphic novels or Kickstarters that they're, they're planning on launch, please do get in touch via social media or the email to, to let us know. We'd be more than happy to um, promote your stuff. I would love to. I'm excited to read Snowy stuff. So, okay. That's it. Uh, that's it, guys. Um, just a couple of small plugs for my other podcast. So, I did a really fun interview with uh, comedian Sam White for uh, my podcast, Inconstant. And for Audiobookish, my audiobook review podcast, I recently interviewed Samantha Hunter, who is the author of Flamingo Fashion, which is a fantastic little audio book for children. So please check those out. Uh, anything to shout out, Kyle? Um, not yet. I'm thinking I'll hopefully... I'm working on another podcast with some friends of mine. Um, it's either going to be about movies or it's going to be about anything at all. So keep your eyes out for... Or your ears out, I guess, for that, because we're not exactly sure yet. Okay, that's it. Uh, guys, um... Thank you for the support. You know, you know, some of you guys are using our uh, affiliate link to uh, subscribe to the uh, podcast, and that's kind of paying for the paying for the podcast. I really do. We re- we really do appreciate that. I know uh, everyone's these uh, you know this time of like COVID nineteen might be struggling for money a little bit, but you know, thank you for so much for the financial support that you, you've given us. Yeah, thanks a ton, guys. It really helps us out. Let's us uh, keep making this, which we enjoy, enjoy doing. So, okay, that's that's it, guys. Thank you so much, and bye. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>